0: What is going on, my fitness coaches? My name is Brian Mark. I'm the host of the number one podcast for online fitness coaches, and I'm the number one business coach for online coaches who are trying to grow a successful online business. Every single week, I drop five new episodes around attracting new clients, converting new clients, and delivering an amazing service for your online coaching business. We have almost a thousand episodes for you to scroll through and get value from in these episodes are absolutely timeless. So sit back, relax, and let's get into today's episode. What is going on the fitness coaches? Welcome to another episode of the Change Lives Make Money Online Training Podcast. This is the number one show for online coaches who are trying to grow a successful online business. In today's episode, I've got a powerhouse with me. This guy is uh, somebody that doesn't need an introduction, but I'm going to give it anyways. Tony Robbins, the world's number one success coach of all time. Eli Wild is the head salesperson for the Tony Robbins department in the record holding. So he's got the biggest record, basically. He sold million in Tony Robbins products in one day. That record still to this day hasn't been broken. He is a genius at sales when it comes to persuasion and getting people to buy into your stuff. And today we're going to be having a conversation about selling
1: during a recession. So without further ado, what's up, Eli Wilde? How are you, bro? What's up, brother? I'm excited to get into this with you. And I don't work with Tony anymore. And that's a little bit of my story too. I did really well with Tony's thing. And because I was always so much better than everybody else in the company, other people in this self development coaching space started asking, like, what am I doing differently? Because I would often outsell everybody else on the team by like two or three X with less meetings, less time, less everything, but I got more, more sales with the same scripts, same products, same everything. So we developed a process that was a bit of what I was doing. And this is a good segue because I, I worked for Tony for a few years left the company in 2008, was acting and all that stuff, got sick, came back to Tony's company in 2010. And we, had, we were right in the middle of the recession then. And Tony was kind of out of the company doing a million things. He didn't want to do live events anymore. We were already promoting these digital delivery events. We called them TNT, Tony not there. Whereas basically you went to like a movie theater, you saw a video of Tony and there were coaches and board break and all that stuff. And so he came back in, I came back in, and it was really cool to see the processes that Tony instilled, the standards of what he did in the company. Some other really crucial people came in, helped me out, helped the team out to create systems and process. But as you know, with Tony and anybody who teaches success, it's 20% mechanics. Here's what you do, but it's 80% psychology. And so, a lot of, you know, with to hit this head on with what we're talking about today selling during a recession, mm-hmm. the mechanics can change a little bit. But the mindset and the psychology, yours and understanding the psychology, pacing and leading, connecting, meeting people where they're at, the psychology, the people that you're connecting with, knowing their fears, their doubts, their insecurities, their stress and something like health coaching. It's this is the vehicle that needs to be healthier because it's inevitable what we're going through. And so we Mm -hmm. can't change the circumstances, but we can change how we deal with them. That's for your people who are selling. Yep. But that's what we need to sell people on. And so mm. there's a lot there we can unpack.
0: Yeah, let's, let's go into that. So let's go into the mindset because I think that a lot of personal trainers, online fitness coaches are in the mentality right now that it's going to be hard to sell their online coaching packages in a recession. And I think that the mentality that online fitness coaches and health service providers and personal trainers online get into is I need to discount my services because there's going to be a lot of people that don't have the money. And then because they have that like deep rooted belief inside of them, once they get on the sales call with a potential prospect and the prospect says, you know, I, I won't be able to afford it. It's it almost like it reaffirms that belief that they already have in their head and it makes it harder for them to overcome objections. So before we talk about the psychology of the prospect on the end of the end of the call, I want to talk about the psychology of the individual of the coach that's going into the call. What are some like, what do you think is going on in the psyche of most people? And what do you think the shift needs to happen?
1: You know, it's interesting talking with so many successful people. And I know Will Smith said this in some audio that he has that I used to listen to all the time. He's like, to be really successful, you have to have this like delusional ability to like really see things the way you want. And you know, as they say in leadership, see it the way you want and then make it the way that you see it. And also, successful- oh, I like
0: to see it the way that you want and then make it the way that you see it. I love that.
1: And so, and I love this quote. I forget, the I think it's George Bernard Shaw. He says that it's like the reasonable woman, the reasonable fitness coach, the reasonable person adapts himself to fit into the world. But the unreasonable man adapts the world to fit himself. Therefore, all success depends upon the unreasonable man. So we need to be unreasonable <laughs> in our standards and our expectation. And as you bring that into this communication, and I always say, sales always begins in your mindset first in the process of transferring What's inside of you? It's like sales is transferring your belief to another person. But if you have mm-hmm. doubt, insecurity, and fear, regardless of the words that you're saying, that's what gets ch- transferred energetically. And mm-hmm. so, when somebody is buying into a coaching program, you're coaching them on their mindset. And so, mm-hmm. if you have fear and doubt, you got to be a product of the product. And so, you have to believe with a, like a thousand percent certainty that this is the thing. And when I was selling, I was a fitness coach. I've sold yeah. all this different stuff. Yeah. I was sold dental products. And so, regardless yeah. of what you're selling. You need to have such rock solid belief that your thing is the thing. And mm-hmm. I used to keep teach this process called the eight F's. Yeah, but whatever it is that are the Fs that we are focused on, there's fitness, finances, family, faith, fun, fornication, future, like there's something <laughs> there that they're buying. And the big yeah. to is usually health, wealth, relationships. Yeah. I need to believe that my thing is the thing that changes everything. So I sell yeah. influence and how to sell. And I'm like. If you can influence yourself and other people, that's everything. But if I was a fitness coach, I'd be like, yeah, sales, whatever, but health. Like what's the point in learning all these skills if you don't have your health? So whatever is your thing, you need to see your thing that you're communicating somebody. This is the catalyst. This is the foundation to better relationships, to more money. Because if you go to work and you're all stressed out, is that going to affect your money? Yeah. And if you don't Mm -hmm. have money, is that going to affect your relationship and everything? So everything impacts everything, but this is the thing. So you got to be really sold. That this is the thing, and here's the, the unique thing with that. It's got to be conditioned. You know, I would do presentations for Tony, and I would sell people into Tony's events, and people go to Tony's events, and it's awesome. I love it. I'm like the biggest Tony fan in the world, but Tony was was saying the word "fuck," like every three seconds, it's cold, some people don't like the event, and so on the second day, you can get your money back. And so I would be there at the customer service booth because I believed in it so much, it was no additional money to me, but I was at the customer service booth trying to turn around people who were wanting to leave the event to get their money back. And I would engage with people that were angry, that were like scared, that were pissed. And I would be able to turn some of those people around, again, with no benefit to me. But the reason I bring that up is regardless of how great your product is, like I think Tony's great, some people aren't going to like it. But for me, if I got infected by the thoughts and beliefs of other people saying, well, this doesn't always work. Some people don't like it. If I take other people's shit them not doing the work into my next sales conversation. If I take what's on the media or the news, if I get infected by that, that belief or that thought or that feeling, it takes away my certainty in my next call. So just like having a good morning routine, you got to be reassociated daily. Like this is the foundation and the foundation, just like a building, it's the stuff beneath the surface that nobody else sees, but it's what supports a two-story building or a 50-story building or a hundred story building and how high your income will go based upon the foundation. So the foundation of your belief, your outcome, like your ability to connect with yourself, your mission, your purpose, and to be in a great, a great state mentally and emotionally is absolutely key. And so that's the work beneath the surface that you got to do. And there's sales training and language and all of that. And we're going to unpack some of that. But more important than even just what we say, language and objection handling, all of it it's really important to master the language and the phraseology and it's a rabbit hole that you could spend years like I have going down. But I always bring up with people, it can be the same offer, same scripts, same products and price points and everything. One person gets the sale, one person doesn't with the same words. It's not the mm. scripts person. It's your certainty. They're buying into you and your capacity to walk through resistance, your capacity to not be affected, your capacity to hold other people to a higher standard and to really understand what's happening here because, you know, you can read all the best scripts in the world and I, you know, we've got the most proven scripts, but I'll see some people get it and they bomb and other people get it and they flourish. It's not the script. I'm like, it's you. Mm. And so, you know, with a person, it's their mindset. It's literally, my mantra was always, my certainty is so strong. My certainty overcomes their doubt. Yeah, I believe that's serving people to do that, because I, and I always say this, if you have an uncertain prospect, which you do. Because they're in fear and pain and uncertainty. What in their, how they're thinking, how they're behaving is not working for them. And if you have an uncertain prospect and an uncertain salesperson, nobody's going to buy anything. I will let them borrow my belief and I will instill that belief in them. But a lot of it's energetic transfers, transference of energy.
0: I have a couple of things that I want to touch on. So, one of the things I've talked about in my podcast before, and I brought this up to you guys a lot. If you've been following the podcast, you know this. I want everyone to write this in the comments. You're listening to this live delusional optimism. That's one of the things I believe that I have everybody else. I talked about this on a live stream that I did recently (laughs) and how like, I'm literally delusionally optimistic about my success. And I believe that that delusional optimism is what keeps me in the game and keeps me pushing when everybody else folds. It's like when COVID happened, it's like, I didn't view that as like, oh my God, the world is ending. I'm like, massive opportunity. Like I see every adversity as an opportunity for me to grow. And so I have this like delusional optimism about my success. Like I look at my business and I'm like, I am absolutely certain that I'm going to achieve success. And I take that mentality in how I serve and how I show up. Now, one of the things that you said, I think is really important for us to hone in on because I think the podcast audience definitely struggles with this because I think 95, 96, 97% of people struggle with this is being infected by other people's beliefs. Because let's be honest, unless you're a fully present conscious individual that like is governing your thoughts and you're like on watch at all times throughout the day, the news comes on then your friend tells you about the gas prices. And then you go online and you see a news article about the recession happening. And then you see inflation at 9% and you see all these negative triggers and negative associations happening in your reality. And it's very easy to get infected by other people's beliefs. And then you're trying to build a successful online coaching business, but then your mom is like, you should get a real job. And then your friend is like, you're posting too much fitness content and then your content doesn't hit. And then all of a sudden you get infected by other people's beliefs. So My Mm -hmm. question for you, because one of the things you're saying, Eli, is like, this comes down to the certainty that the individual has. This comes down to like, I believe that my program is, is the fucking shit. Like it is the program that you need to get X result. How do you develop and how do you cultivate and how do you like cement that certainty? What do you need to do in order to become that level of certain so that you can transfer that belief to your prospects?
1: Well, oh, there's four things before all my thousands of presentations that I went through. There's like kind of a, I do it relatively quick now, but it's a four-step process. One is always belief. Like, what do I believe about myself, about these people, about what I have to offer? And I've done lots of presentations where I was there and I had strong belief, but I was speaking to a room full of people that didn't want to hear what I had to say, knew I was there to sell something, didn't want to be there at all. But I believed. like, even with all that, like a, a room full of a hundred people not wanting to be there. I believe like this is going to be the best thing for them. And they had, this- <laughs> like, I, like, I don't need to hear what you have to say. And I would think to myself, wow, this person really needs to hear what I have to say. I was just like, it's that delusional thing. And people buy into the frame. Because again, when two people meet, the person that's more certain will influence other people. And- Write that down. When two people meet, the person that's more certain will influence the others. And so there's something that people can even just Google if they wanted to. Robert Dilts years ago, He's big in the NLP community. He's still around. He taught something called logical levels of NLP. And so like he broke it all down. So here's the things that basically influence a person's behavior. At the base level, there's environment. So environment's important, but right above environment is behavior. Because people might say, well, I need to change my environment. And again, that's important. But a lot of times people change their environment. They get on a new offer. They get a new job. They move to a different city. But behavior trumps environment because everywhere they go, there they are. There they are. Behavior is more powerful than environment because you put a person with the right behavior in a bad environment, they can change the environment, and that's happening.
0: Oh oh, oh, you're fucking dropping. You put the right the person with the right behaviors in a bad environment and they can change the environment.
1: Yeah. And we're all a product of our environment, but we also create our environment. So, like, is your house messy? You got crazy people in your life? So that's part of the environment. And so we need to rise above and look at our behavior. But what's above behavior? is skill set and ability. And so there are certain skills because people can change their behavior, but it, they need the skills. So skills are more important, but even above that is belief because you could take somebody and they say, well, well, I need the skills. Oh, I need to change my behavior. But if say you just want to change somebody's skills, they're like, oh, I need to learn all these things. But if you have somebody that's learned all the stuff, they got their PhD, MD, you know, MBA, like all the letters and they keep on going to school because it's safe, because they don't want to go out into the real world and start a business and deal with people. So they keep on learning new skills, but they don't make it because they don't have the belief. But you could take somebody with no fucking skills and just change their belief. If you had the person with a thousand skills that sits at home behind a computer all day, like some of the people watching this, like, I'm just going to learn all these different techniques, but they don't have the belief that it's possible. Like that person's not going to win. And so if we only change the belief If we only change the belief of every listener, that it's possible, that they can do it, that it's worth it, that they're the best, that these people are hurting, like if they had a belief and a belief is a feeling of absolute certainty. It's like, it's like, just like, you know, your own name, you don't doubt it. You don't even question it. Like I'm the best. Like that's, that's gotta be a belief in you because people need to feed off that certainty, but it also needs to fuel you. And so there's beliefs. And then above that is identity. So we have environment behavior, skills, and abilities. Then we got belief. And then we got identity. And Sigmund Freud said, this This is the best thing Sigmund Freud ever said. In my opinion, he said, the strongest force in the human psyche is for you to remain consistent with how you see yourself, your identity. Oh, and okay, so, wait, you're fucking dropping bombs. Can you say that one more time for the podcast audience? The strongest force inside the human psyche is a need to remain consistent with how we see ourselves. And oh, so people job. might join the program, they do the thing, but they go back to that identity. Like broke people win the lottery and they see themselves as broke. So they get broke again. Fat people lose some weight. They see themselves as fat. They get fat again. And so the identity. And so the process of daily conditioning and identity, this is like who the F I I. 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 (laughs) am. This is what I stand for. And just like going to the gym, everybody will get that reference. It's conditioning. You don't go to the gym once. And like to really create these references inside of your mind. Walking, talking, acting like being this person is absolutely key. And then there's one level above identity and it's mission. And so you might have an identity for yourself, but how does a man or a woman become a superman or a superwoman? That's when you have a vision and a mission that's bigger than yourself. That's what made Martin Luther King go bigger. That's what made Gandhi, like anybody you think of, they're fueled because you get tired at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I loved your video the other day, like, I'm fucking tired. But when you yes. have a vision that's bigger than yourself, like mm. if you have a, a vision called your business, a mission called your business, you got to put a lot of energy into that mission, into mm. that business to make it work. It's a lot, but yeah. it's like having a baby. And I know you want to have a baby. It's like, you're the, you got to put like a lot of energy into that baby yeah. to grow it up, just like a business. But eventually, you know, when you're 80, your baby comes over and takes care of you and yeah, your yeah, business, yeah. just like a baby. It's like your mission, like... When you feel tired at the end of the day, you think about your mission and it fuels you with energy. And so yeah. there's a process that you need to think through. And so for me, whenever I do these talks, I focus on my belief, what I believe about yeah. these people, about myself, about what's happening. Yeah. I was in great physiology. I'd work out, get some energy, slap my legs, move around a little bit. So I'd have some energy in my body because this is where we produce emotion. Belief, and third, energy, and what? Outcome. Belief, energy, and outcome. So it's hard to hit a target you can't see. And also when I was taking the energy in my body and this belief system and I wanted to direct it at something. And so if you don't have a clear target for your life, for your business, for the conversation, you're like a bull in a China shop and you're all over the place and you're trying all this different offer all over. So it's got to be like target here, target here, target here, targets for my day. And yeah. because like having a defined outcome, like a clear target in your mind that you can see is absolutely key. And so when you've got an outcome, you're working towards something. And it bleeds into the sales conversations as well, because you're helping these people work towards their North Star and their outcome. Mm. But one of the two of the core emotions that you need to transfer in your communication is one certainty, this belief in certainty. And the second is clarity. And you can't give that what you don't possess. So you have to be clear about your life, your business, clear in how you help people, clear in your offer, clear in how you're going to handle objections, all that stuff. You need clarity and certainty because that's what people are buying clarity and certainty from their life. And so when you've got a clear outcome. And for me, my outcome when I was selling, was obviously my outcome was to sell. But if my outcome is only to sell, I come off a little bit pushy because I'm trying to like drive them towards taking this action. But I realized early on in my career that all actions are preceded by thoughts and feelings. So my outcome that I would think of before the conversation is what I want them thinking, what do I want them feeling? And we call this the buying state. And so for each one of you listening, if you could go back and review... All of your sales calls, the good ones that closed and the ones that didn't, you'll realize what preceded that action, them buying or not buying was a thought and feeling. And if you could write down and get really clear in order for somebody to say, no, they're probably thinking this, they're probably feeling this. If they don't buy, they're thinking this and they're feeling this. So it's like, we get really clear. What are those thoughts and feelings? And I make sure that in the dialogue that I'm having with this person, that they're thinking and feeling the things that I want. And so how do I direct their thoughts? Certain questions, or I might say, well, and they're like talking about some dumb thing. I said, well, you know, I hear that. And here's what you really want to think about. And that brings up the
0: question. It's like, so I want to pause this and I want to ask about the recession, but I want to go backtrack because by the way, who else has their brains on the floor? Eli Wild, I actually think you're a genius. I'm not even joking. I don't know if I've ever told you that. I legitimately think you're a genius. Every time I talk to you, I leave and I'm like, oh, I got like chills all over my body. So I legitimately think you're one of the smartest people that I know. So I'm glad to know you. But one of the things you talk about is this like conditioning yourself. And one of the things we do in the Change Lives Academy for everybody that's in the CLA, every single day we do this thing where we call it Rise. And so at 7 a.m. PST every day, I get all of my Change Lives Academy members. And there's usually about 80 to 100 people every single live. If you're listening to this podcast and you're not at fucking Rise, get your ass there. And what we do is we like, we talk about the thoughts that they have that are holding them back and we talk about the thoughts that they have that are empowering them. And I like empower them to think like I think like I'm a delusional optimist. Like I believe that I was destined for success. Like I'm audacious to be the best business coach in the game. Like these are the mindsets and the beliefs that I've Managed to basically like use to build the level of success that I have. And so every single day, I get all my change jobs academy people to like repeat affirmations at the top of their lungs, like, I'm the fucking one, you know, like screaming at the top of our lungs, getting everybody like amped up, getting everybody in-state, getting everybody feeling that. And we do it every single day. And the reason that we do it every single day is because I'm conditioning the Change Lives Academy to start thinking and feeling like I can think and feel so that they can get similar results that I do. Because one of the things I realized in the Change Lives Academy is like, what was missing, we've got the blueprint, right? Like we've got all the programs, we've got the step-by-step process, we've got the support. We've got literally like 10 coaching calls a week for all of our students. We've also helped 248 online coaches get to $10,000 a month. It's the success is there the reason that people weren't seeing results is because their energy, enthusiasm and belief was missing. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm doing now is like, we're really focusing on shifting their identity, really focused on shifting their beliefs because you know, a belief is just a thought that we keep thinking over and over and over and over again. Like that's what a belief is. It's like eventually it becomes an automatic thought that we no longer have to think and like we believe it to be true and that's just a thought that we have. And so what we're doing in the Change Eyes Academy now is like, I wanna call it identity shifting because Mm -hmm. when you shift a belief If you view yourself as a nine to five worker and you have only ever made $3,000 a month and you see yourself, you don't see yourself as a successful entrepreneur. And then I can start to shift your belief. And you're like, I make $10,000 a month. I like, I hit 10K every single month. I attract leads on demand. Everybody wants to work with me. I'm worthy of my own success. You start to shift that every single day. Eventually that belief becomes your identity. Mm-hmm. And then when it becomes your identity, it trickles into everything else that you do. So I just wanted to touch on that because that is something that we're doing in the CLA. And I'm super, super, super fucking pumped about that.
1: I want to get it. on one of those calls. I want to get on one of those bro, calls. You know, I wanna, I've want to. seen you do some of them, man. It's, it fired me up. Bro, get in
0: those fucking calls, 7 a.m. PSD. Who wants to see Eli Wilde in the comments of Rise? Let's fucking
1: go. 10 a.m. my time. I 7 a.m. PSD
0: that. every day, Monday to Friday, we Rise. That's what we do. I talk about beliefs that are holding you back. And then I get you certain on your own success every single day.
1: That's amazing, you know. And so, as a coach, people are barring your certainty. You know, it's like I ask people this all the time. Like, say somebody really successful, like Elon Musk, he's a multi-billionaire. What do you think comes first: Is billion dollars, or his billion-dollar mindset, billion-dollar habits, billion-dollar mm-hmm. identity? Mm-hmm. So it's like, and there's always a gap. There's some lag time. Like, if you see yourself as healthy or wealthy, it doesn't happen instantly. No matter how you know magical the manifestation is. But you know, it's like there's some lag time, and in that lag time, there's there's some space, and so it's what we fill that space with. And you know, I'm doing an event at my house, and I talk a lot about like this concept of the pause. And so in sales calls, sometimes just letting people sit in the emotion a bit is super important. And as we say, it's the spaces between the notes that creates the music. But in those spaces, like when I'm listening to a sales call and the guy has been trained, like you need to pause more. Like there's a pause where it's just like, hey, what do you think of that? He's pausing just to pause and it's weird. And then there's a pause where I act like I'm thinking about what I'm going to say, even though I know exactly what I'm going to say, but it slows down the pace of the call where Mm -hmm. we're talking really fast and I might get people to that place, but it's a pregnant pause or I might ask some people for the money. And I'm like, it's this and shut up. And that's a, that's a different pause. And so the pauses can be, can be varied. And even like the one where I said, when I act like I'm thinking about it, I could genuinely be thinking about it. Like, uh, what, what am I going to, what am I going to say next? Or I can act like I don't really quite understand when you said that. How did, how did you mean by that? Slow it down, but I'm doing it on purpose. I could say, Hey, when you said that, you know, how did you mean by that? But we want to slow some things down a bit. In that pause, and mm. I think a lot about that—the place where people make decisions. Mm. And so it's like you see a room full of people, or even a phone call, and you make an offer. Some people buy, some people don't. But there's like there's some some pause, and they're processing, and they make a decision. A lot of what happens on the call, or what they've seen of you online, or what they're going through in their life—they've been pre-primed, or like the things that you say, the things they're exposed to, the things they're focused on precede the decision. So preceding, like if we planted a seed, a seed, you know, these thoughts that we put inside of their mind can change the quality of their decision.
0: Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. I'm going to, I want to get tactical now. So like, first things first, I want to touch on that. Eli said that when you shift your identity and you start to see yourself as a new individual, the results don't happen instantly because that's not how the universe works. Right. And the way that it works is like, you've been, you know, struggling for money for the last few years. You've been overweight for the last few years. You've been all these things. You've been your current identity for the last few years. And in order for you to shift into a new reality, first, you need to shift your mind. First, you need to shift how you see yourself first you need to shift your identity and then other things will follow as long as you keep that shift consistent. Because every single day you're going to have to reprogram, you're going to have to reshift. And over time, that shift will lead to you becoming a new individual. So that's what Eli's yeah. saying.
1: And I so let, me, ask, let me piggyback on that too, because for some people, whether it's affirmations, I'm a millionaire, all that stuff, I'm fit and healthy. When you're not yet, it can be hard for the unconscious mind to process that fully. And it can, we can often condition doubt. And so something I do, so this works in a context of mm. communication with others and with myself. And so the technique, if you want to call it that, is called pacing and leading. So, Brian, right now it's Tuesday. We're on this podcast, and you're beginning to think about ways that you could possibly make even more money. So the first thing is there are two things I said are undeniably true. Oh. The third thing, I'm leading you somewhere. So it's That's like, cool. right now, so right now it's Tuesday. We're having this conversation, we're on a podcast. And just in hearing me talk, you're beginning to realize there's some areas of your business that might be costing you money. So Eli,
0: we're on this call right now. And you know it's Tuesday. We're having a conversation about your fitness goals. And you're starting to realize that you need some help in your fitness journey.
1: Yeah. So pacing, pacing, leading. Yeah, and so it. this is true. This is true. That's clever. And so the third and fourth thing is just accept it as true when I was talking to somebody. Like here <laughs> we are on this podcast. A lot of you are doing really well you love Brian, just like I do. And as you're listening to me, you're probably beginning to wonder how do you actually make more sales? And that's why <laughs> and so-
0: <laughs> that's so ninja. What the fuck? And so
1: that brings up the question. And the question yeah. is, and also with the question I can redirect somebody's focus. I can talk about mm-hmm. like, you know, so as, so as you're listening to me, you think about all the conversations you have that didn't close. And there's a lot of different reasons why that's happening. And so as we focus on that, it's one thing to focus on it, but it's another thing to realize how much that's actually cost you. Because if you're not associated to the cost, it, history might repeat itself. So what's at stake for you? And so I'm starting to get into the pain. So it's pacing, pacing, redirecting. And so that same technique of that's true, that's true, and then leading people on a journey, somebody can use for themselves. And so somebody could say to themselves, I've lived every day up until now. I used to say to myself all the time, the sun rises in the east, it sets in the west, and I'm going to be more than okay.
0: Oh, I like that. The sun rises in the east, it sets in the west, and I'm going to be more than okay. I fucking love that.
1: So it's like I'm building the truth. truth, It's like my mind. Yeah, so it's like I'm building a momentum of that's true, that's true. I've always been okay. I've always survived up until now. I've always made a difference. I always do my best and things are about to get a lot better because, you know, and then it's like, so it's a process too, because for somebody who's 50 pounds overweight and a million dollars in debt, it might be hard to say they're a billionaire or something like that. So we need some of these references and, you know, as you start to look at what's in your life and be associated to the fact that you are still here, you are successful, you know, because it's like, you can't build on failure. You have to build on success. Success breeds success. And mm-hmm. so be reminded too, it's like, and once my career really took off in a lot of different ways, I did that thing where at the end of the day, I wrote down five things that I did great that day I like because that. we want to like always beat ourselves up. And so I'd write yeah. down like five wins, and it could be like drank water, got to the gym, did what I that said I was going to really, do. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> whatever. It is.
0: Wins. You celebrate everything. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, success, you got to keep yourself in a good state. I completely agree with that. It's like you've got to keep yourself in a good state. That's the key. It's like yep. and every single day even in the things that are adversities I'm looking for ways to keep myself in the best possible state and obviously like life's going to come and throw me curveballs and it's my responsibility to take those curveballs and be like all right like let's fucking read let's redirect this let's you know and just constantly like not letting things in and we talked about that earlier like I don't let things into my energy field I like see it I'm like ooh I'm going to take that I'm going to you know toss that away I want to talk about the recession so like There's a lot of people that are listening to this podcast right now, and I think that we really dove deep into the psychology of the individual and how to shift your identity. I also want to talk about the psychology of the prospect. You know, when you are trying to book phone calls with prospects and they're saying things to you in the DMs like, you know, I want to, you know, money's really tight right now. When you are, you know, on the phone with the prospect and they're like, ah, you know, like I've got to conserve because of inflation or the economy and all of these statements that people are hearing on the phones or thinking that they're going to hear on the phones as a result of the recession. In your opinion, I know you talk about pre-seeding and maybe this is going to lead into it. What are some ways for, you know, online trainers to be more effective at selling health coaching during a recession?
1: Well, there's there's something called a positive reframe. So whatever it is, you know, inside of your mind, you've got to say blank, you know, and that's a great thing because it's Mm -hmm. a great thing because It's a great time because of that. So whatever it is, like whatever might be perceived as a reason not to, it's actually a reason to. And so it's not really a rebuttal, but it's saying like, and that's exactly why it's a perfect time for this. Because like even right now, getting yourself into this situation with all the stress that you're going to handle, if your body's not optimized, can you see how that might even cause you more stress in the future? Because you're not going to be able to deal with all of that. And that's going to affect your work and your relationship and everything. So it's a great thing that you're here now So we can really focus on the foundation, the common denominator to all your success, which is your body and your energy. Mm -hmm. And so also right now, it sounds like you're in a scarcity mindset. What got you here is not going to get you to that next level. And so we needed the level of thinking and decision-making that got you in this place. We can't make a decision today from that perspective. Mm -hmm. So if you already had the money and the success and the health, of course you would want to do this. And so we need to put them in that mindset ahead of time so they make a decision from that place. Hmm. Because if they're in a scarcity so we can't be in a scarcity mindset number 1. But what we're typically doing and we have something that we teach inside of our our sales program, we have to have a really good gap. You have to get really into the problem. It's like it's often a question of motivation. Yeah. Getting people to do something. It's like to get somebody like for each person listening to this, if I said that, you know, you had to make 10 or $20,000 in the next month, otherwise you would die, like you would figure it out. Yep. And so yep. I've even used that, I don't want to say a sales technique, but I'd say, look, like if you had to do this and you had to come up with the money, it's like if the health of you and your family and your future was all based upon this, you would find a way, wouldn't you? Mm. So it's not a matter of if, it's just you're not motivated enough. Mm. And that's been the consistent problem. That's why we're having this conversation now. Part of it's to get you more motivated, but it's also to help you realize that this level, not only what you're doing, this level of thinking is no longer serving you. Mm. And so if you give me permission, I'd love to be able to hold you to a higher standard so you can make decisions from that place so you don't go into the same place that you've been for the last year or possibly, mm. is that okay? So I'm going to get permission and I'm going to dig into it, but we got to realize that these people are, are a bit stuck and we've got to change their thinking. And what we do is we need to have a big gap, get them really associated to their problem, the impact of the problem, how long they've had the problem. What was the trigger moment? Because that's mm-hmm. going to be juicy too. Like when did you realize that this was a real problem for you? Mm-hmm. I was stairs and my heart was beating out of my chest. I was playing with mm-hmm. my little kid and she said, Daddy, you're fat. Like there's gonna be some kind of trigger moment. So mm-hmm. we want to explore the pain to make that, you know, in their prefrontal cortex. So they're thinking about it. We want to get a really clear North Star. So mm-hmm. You know, it's like, if I want to be coaching you, I need to know what are we working towards? And then mm. we say, oh, I want to lose a few pounds. Like that's not good enough. So I need to have a big gap. And then as mm. we get that gap, that North star, that place they want to be, there's three levels of basically like this goal. And what we, we call this identity ascension that relates to the Sigmund Freud quote, strongest force yeah. in the human psyche is are making consistent with how to see themselves. So basically like, what's the thing they want? I want to lose 20 pounds. That's surface level. Mm -hmm. Losing pounds. Next, we have action level. What would that Mm -hmm. allow you to do? And then, so there's action level and then there's, okay. And I guess having that being this fit person, how would that change other areas of your life? So there's identity level. And so we're going to lock them into an identity. And so we're going to help them create an identity that they're not going to want to separate from. And so we've got to have a good gap, no gap, no sale. And so Mm -hmm. we've got to have them really, we got to stretch that gap and we got to make that juicy that they get to be this type of person for their kids. You know, mm-hmm. this person and ask some really good consequence questions, you know? And so after you have that gap, you got to have questions like, okay, so what's the probable almost certain future over the next two, three years as things do get worse, what's going to happen if you're in a worse state in your health and you can't deal with all the stress that's coming? I hate to even ask this, mm-hmm. but what's going to happen if nothing changes? Other mm-hmm. like, oh, they're like, no, I'm to change. And so we want to have some consequence questions in there as well. Because that's going to get them like, really associated to why they need to do this. Mm. And so we want to be able to paint that vision for them.
0: I have a question. So let's say it's so funny because what we're talking about is fundamental sales. And what Eli is basically saying to you guys is like the the nominal difference in selling during a recession isn't anything to do with the prospect. It has everything to do with you. That's the main like lesson that I've really taken from this podcast is absolutely nothing to do is let a lot less to do with your prospect and a lot more to do with how you show up. Because we're talking about even when you're saying Eli, you're like talking about how, you know, it's really about like widening the gap, like getting crystal clear on exactly what their pain point is, how long they've been struggling with it. Like, What's really going on? Like internally, how long it's been affecting them. And then also getting clear on their vision and what their goals are and what they want to accomplish. So like creating this big gap, that's fundamental sales. That's like mm-hmm. sales one on one. And so nothing in the process itself changes. It's more the individual that's approaching the process. It's the person psychology that's approaching the sale. It's yeah. choosing not to get infected with the world's identity. It's choosing not to buy into other people's doubt. It's choosing to be delusionally optimistic in yourself and then coming to your calls with the exact same intention. My question, Eli, is let's say talking to a prospect. How do I dig deep in consequences or pain points? Because I think a lot of people struggle with really asking hard questions. Like, where are you going to be in the next two to three to five years? If absolutely nothing changes, how do you dig de- a little bit deeper? If a prospect is maybe hesitant to share that kind of information slash they're not willing to think about the consequence?
1: Well, that means they. You're not leading the call. You don't have rapport. But you know, a lot of times people ask those questions with hesitancy, and so it's just being straightforward. You know, it's like, okay, it sounds like you're here, and I get them to tell me because we're on this call. So I guess just help me understand what's the rationale behind like even wanting to change this now? Because you could just let it slide and let things get progressively worse, like they have. Why? Why that. is this conversation? And so I need yeah. them to tell me why now. So people ask me all the time, what's the most powerful sales question? It's always that: Why now? But the lead up to it to make sure I've got something in the gap. I got some juice there is really important. And so there's probing questions like, is that having an impact on you? In what way? When you said that, how did you mean by that? So we're going to take them deeper into it, which is really important. But to piggyback off what you said a little like just a couple minutes ago, and this is what I said, it's like this positive reframe. The reason not to is the reason to. Hmm. When I came back to work for Tony, Tony came back in the company 10X in the middle of a recession. Because, and the company has always done better in down times because people finally see the need for mindset and it was no longer like an accessory. It was a necessity. Mm -hmm. And I tell people this mindset piece with all we're going to look, not everybody's going to make it. People's lives are going to get ruined, but the biggest, most important thing that people come to me for, and the reason that we've helped so many clients is they realized that this was something, if they were going to go through the storm, they needed a fit, healthy body. And so I'm curious from you, do you think being fit and healthy and these times of struggle that we're, we're all going to go through, not all of us going to be affected in some way, do you think you'd be better off if you were unfit and unhealthy and had less energy every day for the next couple of years? Or do you think that you'd be better off, better parent, better at business? Do you think you'd think better if you had more energy and were more focused throughout your day? Okay, Holy so
0: fuck, was it?
1: And so that's, that's basically like a, a double-blind question. And it's like, it's like an obvious thing. And so it's like, and I, I love competition. So I, I've never done any marketing for my business. And now we're going into a recession and we're finally doing it. Now it's more expensive, all that stuff. But I see other people that, and some of these people are my friends that do multiple seven figures a month, but we're friends, we talk every day. I know it's in their program. They know it's in mine. We're just not doing any marketing. So they're doing better than me. And I'm just like, well, I've got all these events and speaking and stuff I'm like I'm going all in right now because I've also seen some people that are pretty much borderline sales retards making more money than me too, but they have good money. <laughs> and so I'm just like, like we're all in on this stuff. So yeah. I've doing a lot of podcasts I'm doing all these things and I'm like, bring it on. And I know there, there's some really big name, eight figure people that are coming to my house this month. And then just some random people that you would know their name. Like I've got an event with Hormozy coming up that have reached out to me. I've got some just huge people that are say, hey, I've been hearing so much about you. And I was like, you know what? This is just, it's my time. So to me, it's like, I, I use it as like, that's going to make, it's going to be good for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like people want to have certainty in somebody that's been there, done that. But even before I had been there, done that, I had the mindset, like we're doing this. And I brought that certainty to the table and it shifted everything. So mm-hmm. it started with the mindset first and the mm-hmm. positive reframe on your calls to your clients but also the positive reframe for you. Yes. I'm like, well, this is why you need this even more right now. Yeah. Like, it's a great thing we're on this call now because, and so here's a negative association pattern. And so I'll give you two ways of it. There's something I do. It's really subtle, but it's really powerful. Listen up. And so, and that's why it's a great thing that you've realized this now, because you'd be surprised how many people see my fitness videos, or they talk about how they need to do something, but they go right back into their same old patterns. And you know, those people, their lives are going to get a lot worse.
0: Boy, pause. Oh, that's fucking powerful. Can you say that one more
1: time? So when, whatever. So sometimes I, I start to call like this, you know, hey, uh, John, it's great to connect. I just got the phone call with another guy. This guy had like every excuse in the book. And it's just funny to me. You know, those people are never going to be successful. But anyway, it's great to connect. But now I created a link between excuses and never be successful. <laughs> like, I into to agree to me. Yeah. That's why I'm glad I'm talking to you. And so basically I'm vilifying and I do this subtly. We have a lot of little nuances that we do labeling, disassociation.
0: You you said, uh, what did you say? You said, you know, it's great that you're realizing this now. You'd be surprised how many people, you know, watch my fitness videos and then say they want to change their life and then never actually do anything about it. But like, and those people aren't going to end up nowhere, but I'm so proud of you for showing up today and like showing me that you're like serious. Like let's get into this conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's I, you know, John, I, You know, we're going to talk about mindset, the ability to really take your mind there because the body goes where the mind goes. But it's so funny. I was just watching this old clip of Jim Carrey being interviewed by Oprah. Maybe you saw it. He talks about how he manifested $10 million and he got what he wanted. But but he says, yeah, when you manifest, she said, well, what'd you do after? He says, well, you can't just manifest, then go eat a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, that's a lot of people do. They talk about what they want and then they don't do anything. So on this call, we're going to talk about what you want. And we're going to make sure that you actually do something to make it a reality. Is that cool? Mm. Oh.
0: That's, there
1: we go. We're getting the nuggets. And so there's these little things. And you know, myself and my business partner, also named Eli, Eli Sanchez, we noticed that we were doing a lot of little things consciously and unconsciously to label people, even little things. Like, man, you know, it's like, how old are you now? I'm 40. Oh, man, time goes by fast, doesn't it? It's like every year it just seems to go by faster and faster. And so, you know, so we're just like little things. Time goes by fast. It's little things that put people in the mindset, you know, of like a now conversation, because the big thing that we're working against and what's different against different from others in my thought process around objection handling, there's objects out of outside of you, outside of your potential prospect, time, money, spouse, other people. Mm -hmm. And so those are like, this like an objection. Those are objects. So I can't free up time on somebody's calendar. I can't talk to their spouse. Maybe I could. I can't just give them more money. I could discount, but that's not effective. But those are the externals. When we work internal, so I could even bring that up on a sales call. And so it sounds like what's got you here, you have a lot of things outside of you that are really taken away from who you are. You got kids, you got family, you got responsibilities, you got work, you got money issues, you got, you know, your calendar is packed. But what I'm here to talk to you about, John, because you know, all those things, like I can't change those things for you all that we can do is change our reaction to them to be bigger than our problem. And in order for anything to change, something new needs to come into your life, which that could be this this call, this coaching, but also something new needs to come out of you. That could be a new standard, a new level of commitment, because if we hope for everything to change outside of us without changing anything on the inside, that's the beginning of of delusion. And so I want to be real with you and ask you some real questions about what your commitment's been, what it needs to be, what your standards have been, because they're obviously not in alignment where they need to be, and see if we can make some shifts inside that are going to change everything outside of you, because you are the source of everything that's great in your life, but also some of the things that are not so great, including your health. And so let's start there. And so what I've always done and what Tony Robbins does at his events, we call this, for our speaking, we call it the trust trinity, because people need to trust in me. They need to trust in themselves, and they need to trust in the process. And most salespeople, even on stage, whatever, they really sell the process and they really sell themselves. Hey, I'm the best and I've done all these things. Hey, our process helps all these people just like Jody here got, you know, these results in this little bit of time. So people are usually sold on the process and they're usually sold on you. If not, you've got some other problems because that, those are controllable. Mm -hmm. But what I reframe all the objections as people's lack of belief in themselves. And so I know you've heard me say this before. That's fucking interesting. Even, so that's my mindset because I have rock solid belief in my process and in myself. So the assumption I make, no matter what the objection is, is they don't believe in themselves. They have low standards that they're not willing to make themselves a priority. So all of their externals, I immediately almost just go over it and I reframe it as an objection to themselves. So somebody says, I don't have money. I say, look, it sounds like you might not believe that you're worth it. Like maybe- (laughs) if you had all the money, this wouldn't be an issue. And so what changed for me, if I could share something you person about myself, I used to say the same things, but it wasn't until I cared about myself. So tell me if this is true or not. Is it that maybe you don't care or is it this, or is it something else? So I'm going to like dig in and I say, look, you know, it's like, what needs to change is something outside of you or something inside of you. So you tell me what's not been in alignment for you to help you get the life that you want. And another thing that I do that is kind of advanced in NLP there's something in NLP called parts integration. What I do is a technique that I've seen Tony do a lot, but in a different context, in a therapy context, it's called parts separation. So I could say, say I'm getting some resistance at the end of the call, and I could say, Susie, you know, it sounds like there's a part of you that really wants this, that really wants to be healthy, that really wants to be a good role model for our kids, that wants to have energy all day to really live a great life. And that's the person I, I heard at the beginning of the call, but it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like there's another part of you that's maybe a little bit scared, a little bit hesitant. And I don't want to call it like your lowest self, but maybe that part of you that's a little bit scared to commit and put yourself first. And so as you think about that higher version of you, the person that that's already there, imagine being that person, imagine that person having a conversation with the, the version of you that always wants to put things off. What would the higher version of you tell that scared version of you that always wants to put things off right now. And they'll begin to handle their own objection. So, oh so, that's called. so I take their objection and I link it to an identity and I put it in a box and I say, hey, there's this other version of you that got you to the call, the one that was hungry for this, that has no limits. This is who I believe that you're, that we're all supposed to be this person who's self-actualized, living at their full potential. But right now, as you said, you're not there because this health issue. So I know there's this part of you, that this, but also there's this other part of you that sometimes holds yourself back. Maybe the part of you that's been holding yourself back for a while. If this person was to have a conversation with this person, what would this person say to that person?
0: That's it. We're going to end the podcast there. That is like <laughs> the most valuable thing that I've heard all fucking day by far. Dude, awesome. Thank you. You're an actual genius. I don't know if I've told you that enough, but like you're an <laughs> actual genius. And I think everybody in, in my podcast audience will agree with that. I think there's a lot of people that are like, actually like brains on the floor. I got students being like, I got to catch replay. I have pages and pages of notes. One of my students is saying I have goosebumps. So Eli Wild, where do people find you if they want to, you know, if they want more of your sales psychology, if they want to learn more about your mindset, if they want to just follow your journey, like where do my people find you?
1: Facebook is just the easiest way. We have like a site that is down right now. We're redoing a training right after this. That is basically like our sales overview. We call something transformational sales because we need to transform, but we also need to transform non buyers into buyers by shifting their identity. It's some of the really advanced stuff that I did. So we have like a basic general, like 90 minute training that will be accessible by tomorrow. And it's uh, wildinfluence.com forward slash go. And that's where they'll be able to get this training. And we'll have like a PDF with my call breakdown. It's kind of a cheat sheet for the call, the six days of the call. So we'll have all that. Up in the next 24 hours, wildinfluence.com forward slash go. And they can get some, some free stuff.
0: Boom. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you guys have the best day of your entire life. We'll talk to you guys in the next episode.
1: Peace. Thank you.